welcome to StockTwits After Hours, where we provide a quick rundown of the day's market action from the folks at StockTwits, the largest community of investors in the universe. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to StockTwits After Hours. I'm your host, Riley Rosenberger, alongside head trader at Trading Experts, Shake Prisby. Shake, today is Thursday, March 25th. The market of stocks bounced back from this morning's early weakness. Every major index closed higher. So how did the market move out there today? Big reversal in stocks. We opened lower after selling off virtually all week, only to sharply reverse higher today. The consumer defensive and industrial sectors seem like the place to be still as they let us higher on the reversal today. So Costco, Target, Boeing, and GE were all the big winners of today. We're continuing to see rotation into these types of cyclical stocks as tech remains the weakling of this market. We got a job support this morning, which could lead to signs of economic recovery as we come out of the pandemic. How did these numbers look, though? Huge, huge drop in jobless claims. We were expecting 730,000 claims. The number came in at 684,000. This marks the first time jobless claims are below 700,000 since mid-March last year when the pandemic began. While there's a lot that goes into this number and could have many factors involved, this is definitely a positive sign for the economic recovery. The labor market has been improving in recent months with the vaccine rollout. We're still well above pre-pandemic levels. So if you look at two years ago, for example, March 2019, there are only 200,000 jobless claims. So definitely seeing the numbers shift in a positive direction, but we still clearly have ways to go in terms of recovery. The Suez Canal has been the biggest story during the last few days. A massive container ship called the Ever Given got lodged in the middle of the canal, blocking any ships from passing through. How long do you think this ship will be stuck and could it play an impact on the market moving forward? The Suez Canal is one of the most important waterways in the world. It hosts about $9 billion in freight every single day. Wars have been fought over the water, and now one of the largest container ships in the world, due to heavy winds, is wedged directly in the middle of it. This completely puts traffic in the canal to a screeching halt. For some perspective, the ship's about as long as the Empire State Building is tall. About 12% of total global trade moves through the canal, and the last we heard, there were about 237 ships waiting in the queue for the ship to be moved and open up the passageway. They do have Dutch and Japanese teams working with local authorities to dredge the ship out, but they're thinking it could end up taking weeks to move the ship, which could really affect global trade. So what aspects of global trade could be affected? So this could be a domino effect of cargo being delayed over the next few weeks, which could have repercussions several months down the line for supply chains. The sector most at risk is oil and gas with shipments to Europe from the Middle East which rely on the canal to avoid sailing around Africa. Lloyd's List, one of the world's oldest shipping journals, estimates the canal closing disrupts about $9 billion worth of goods every day. Supply chains have already been stressed with the pandemic, so this could definitely disrupt global trade if the timeline is really weeks to get the ship moved. Texas underwent a historic power failure last month, leading to much scrutiny over their power grid. It looks like Warren Buffett and Berkshire Hathaway are stepping up to help the situation with the proposal to get involved to avoid a repeat situation in the future. Is the Oracle of Omaha here to save the day? The Oracle indeed is here to save the day. This is reminiscent of when he came to save Bank of America in 2008 during the financial crisis, where he's a hero, but it's a very lucrative deal for his shareholders. Berkshire Hathaway wants to spend $8.3 billion to help Texas avoid a repeat of February's blackouts. They would build new power plants that would run during electricity emergencies only. They could build 10 large natural gas plants that would only operate during times of extreme need 
which avoids the fear of competition to the rest of the state's power market. Under the proposal, the grid operator would control the plants and dictate when to put them in use, which would be during periods of tight supply like we saw last month with 4 million homes and businesses going days without power. And you know Buffett's not just getting involved for fun. He hopes to receive a 9.3% rate of return on the investment, the same as regulated electric companies that operate around the grid. They look to have this operational by November 2023. Uncle Warren once again stepping up for the people. Chinese stocks came under more pressure as the SEC rolled out its delisting law. How far could we see these stocks crumble, though? Tough week to be a publicly traded Chinese company as they got another slew of bad news today. Yesterday, we spoke about the Chinese government wanting to oversee data collection from e-commerce and digital payments companies. Today, the SEC is cracking down on accounting practices. This was initially signed into law by former President Trump in December. We spoke about it then, and we were unsure at the time if President Biden would take a similar stance with China. Following a tense meeting in Alaska with Chinese officials, Biden expanded sanctions and decided to keep the tariffs imposed during the Trump presidency, indicating the tough stance on China will remain. Now, the SEC is looking to enact something called the Holding Foreign Companies Accountable Act. For years, dual-listed Chinese companies have enjoyed much more lax accounting standards in terms of the auditing process. The repercussions have been companies just cooking the books and defrauding investors. And I'm looking right at you, Luckin' Coffee. The measure would kick foreign companies off American stock exchanges if they fail to comply with U.S. auditing standards for three years in a row. The second aspect is they'll require firms to prove to the SEC they are not owned or controlled by an entity of a foreign government and to name any board members who are Chinese Communist Party officials. So we saw Chinese stocks continue to sell off on the uncertainty of the news. We're expecting there to be some sort of negotiating back and forth between China and the U.S., but the uncertainty of delisting will likely have these stocks under pressure until some sort of resolution is met. Alrighty, Shake. Well, that's a wrap for the week. We'll be back on Monday after hours. You've been listening to Stock Twits After Hours. To learn more and subscribe today, visit StockTwits.com. All opinions expressed by the host and podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinions of StockTwits or their affiliates. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended as a recommendation to buy or sell any security. The podcast is also not a research report and is not intended for the basis of any investment decision. Guests may maintain positions and securities discussed in this podcast.